stories with Briscoe and Bradshaw. I would be Bradshaw. That would be the WWE Hall of Famer, Oklahoma's favorite son, Mr. Gerald Briscoe. And we have got one of my favorite people on the planet today. Her athletic record was absolutely incredible. All-American cheerleader, IFBB pro fitness card, bodybuilding champion. And then she goes on to become two-time WWE champion, five-time, 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 five-time. TNA knockout champion. The main thing is good game. Lisa Marie, good. welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I miss you guys so, so much. Um, JBL, you and I went to do an appearance and then Briscoe, we saw each other at the Cauliflower Alley when I got inducted to the Hall of Fame there. Yeah, well, welcome aboard. We've been waiting to have you here and uh, your, your schedule is so busy and you have such a wonderful podcast with SoCal Val and uh, Mickey James. I enjoy it. And I actually even reminded you of something that just to prove to you that I watched your uh, your podcast from your your props behind you. They seem to be getting thinner and thinner. Wow. Yes, I know. I know. I know. What, what is know. this you have on your chest here? What is that? What is this you have on your chest here? Oh, well, when we started and you guys um, tuned me in, I was showing, they're like, I noticed a bottle of wine is missing from my little, little. My rack, nice rack, by the nice way. Nice rack. <laughs> and yes, it's right here. It's right here. Look how cool this is. Yeah. A fan That's made cool. this. How cool that is it? That almost looks like a Tampa Bay Buccaneer mug there. Boo. It could be, be a I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lisa, welcome, 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 welcome to Briscoe and Bradshaw here. We we have a good time. We tell a lot of crazy road story, locker room stories, and you were kind of the leader of the pack there, but you know, coming in, you know, I, I, the great thing that we always say on this show, the great thing we get to research people that we already know and kind of dig into the past there. You know, I didn't know about the All-American cheerleader and, uh, and the med school at uh, Loma Linda, I believe it was, and UCLA. Wow, what a career. Tell us a little bit about, you grew up with three brothers at Russell. How did you escape the mat? And no wonder you're so skilled. At, at you know what? Uh, honestly, I had three older brothers. Um, this is why probably I didn't date until I was 16 um, because they were dogs. I remember answering the phone. Um, they're like, I'm not here. I already knew what happened. They already got their done deal, right? They're done. Um, my brother used to give a, a, a ring to a girl when they're engaged. By the time it tarnished, they were broken up. <laughs> but yeah, my, my three older brothers were um, amateur wrestlers. My oldest brother, Bob Soul, um, who is my role model. He was straight A student, college. Uh, he, uh, Pan, Pan Am gold medalist. Right. And, and, and that's um, what, I, wow, what, what, what do you hear? Do you recall right off the top of your head? Oh my God, he told me and I wrote it all down. Um, it was years, it was years you, ago. You knew I'd be asking you those amateur oh, shoot. I should have had it. I should have had he's, it on the he's side. He's older than you, right, Lisa? Yeah, all three brothers I, are older. I think it was 83, because I was reading that myself. That's it. Uh, You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he lost in, in Russia. Um, and can I tell you, because he told me, I'm really upset about this, like how he lost his match. The guy went to go, you know, they're they're about to lock up. Okay, yeah, I did spill wine already. Classic Lisa. Already, already. And I bought so the outfit because it's, it's a golf outfit, and JBL does charity for golf, and I'm trying to get on his tournaments. But you they're locking up. They're locking, so Mr. they're locking Briscoe up. Mr. will be your caddy. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Um, we're, he's locking up, locking up. The guy goes, blew in his face, threw him off, took him down, and pinned him. Wow. What, Look, a Russian, Russian guy? 
Uh, hmm. Uh, I believe so, or a German guy. Uh, yeah, it it was. I was like, that's legal. That's like <laughs> pro wrestling, like shenanigans. You know, like I I cannot believe it. And he goes, a lot of guys just look at your shoelaces untied. A guy looks down, boom, you shoot in for a takedown. <laughs> What's that? What's that up there? Boom, kick him in the stomach. Yeah, I was like, so I was the queen so of cheating. I love to cheat. Your brother was a world-class athlete too, so uh, he he had to be wrestling during the time of John Smith and, and those guys like that. So. And he went to Iowa also um, to go wrestle in the camps and stuff like that. And Gable, um, yeah. yeah, so like awesome. it's it's well, my it's a, it's, it's a good thing I didn't know that when you were you were working with me because that, that's all we would have talked about the whole time. I should have told you. Maybe I got a bigger push. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the wrong guy. <laughs> wrong down. guy. Wrong guy to get a push, right, yeah, JBL? Yeah. Lisa, if you had gone, 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 gone to Oklahoma State, you'd still be champion. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, yes, I would have. Good old JR. Good old JR. No, no, no. That's, no, no, no. That's, uh, that's oh, Mr. Briscoe. Oklahoma, Briscoe Oklahoma. Oklahoma is JR. <laughs> and, and that's a cuss word on this podcast. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Um, I, I was, I was very like, other people said like, Oh, you must've got beaten up a lot from your brothers. And I'm like, actually they really protected me. My oldest brother, Bob bought me my first car. Um, my second brother, Mike, and I have another one, Mark, Mike bought me my first motorcycle, uh, dirt and the, you know, for the, the dirt and stuff like that. And then my other brother used to tag me along that just, I was really spoiled, but I was, um, I didn't date for a long time because they were, like I said, they like well, women. I, I, I they know, like I, women. I, I, I know that family because uh, there are four boys in my family, two of them wrestled and two girls. And my little sister there, she was, she could not stand me and my brother Jack because, you know, being wrestled, you know, everybody come to the door. Sharon home? No, Sharon's not here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back again. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then when um, my, I, my ex-husband, when he came to the door, my brother had a shotgun on the top of the stairs, yeah. like, oh, I want to introduce you to my boyfriend. And they're like, Ch -ch -ch. welcome yeah. to the family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm divorced. divorced. You, you go out and inspect a car, you know, and all that stuff and make sure <laughs> the back seat's well full so there's no room to get in it. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh so my I know, God. I know you're, so, so other than wrestling, you became a gymnast, you became a cheerleader, all American cheerleader too. People don't realize just how tough of a sport that is. And it is a sport. I mean, these, these girls and guys, they train, train as hard as any, any style of athlete out there. You know, back in my day, there was not scholarships for cheerleading. They have scholarships actually for I cheerleading know. for the competitions. How crazy is this? But wow. like in my, in my high school, you know, I did it, I started, I did it for years. Um, it, it was mandatory to do gymnastics and, and flexibility. I was a good base, um, always the bottom girl, like on just always picking up the girls, tossing them around, which led me to wrestling, right? You know, I was a good base. And um, it was it, it was exciting, but very competitive and very, um, it, I was insecure. Um, gosh, just like wrestling. Um, you know, you're always like, am I good enough? Am I good enough? Am I, am I, is my repertoire changing? Like, um, I need to be the best I can. That kind of stuff was very competitive. And um, yeah, but that cheerleading in gymnastics, when I hear kids that come up to me, like, how can I get into wrestling? 
Well, now they allow on amateur teams uh, of wrestling in high school. Now they allow girls to do it. They didn't do that back in my day. And back in my day, see, I'm back old. In, wow, back in my day, wow. Back in my day, <laughs> a headlock was a finisher. <laughs> yeah, remember that? Uh, Tony LaRusso. <laughs> you know, you know Tony back, in Jerry's, back in Jerry's day, there was, <laughs> back in Jerry's day, there was just one person in the Royal Rumble. That's how long ago he was there. <laughs> <laughs> and they could just walk to the ring, not yeah, run, the ring not and, run. And, and then Pat came along later and said, "Hey, let's let, let somebody come in in two minutes." And Jerry said, "We gotta get another wrestler." So what's another case? <laughs> and Pat, Pat said, "I gotta finish my vodka, so to, vodka, so give me two minutes. I'll be out there." That's so right. Exactly. Had, exactly. Had involved. <laughs> exactly. And you know what's funny? Like, like um, I'm gonna say back in my day, like uh, we remember traveling old school, which I don't recommend or anything like yeah, that you horse, traveling and horse, and horse and buggy yeah i was there <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 no but you get a six pack of beer and then the yeah. driver doesn't drink but you're just like going okay you go on you go on and we're just like you know yeah it, are, are you sure the driver doesn't drink <laughs> i'm trying to be pg and that's, not be a bad a, role model here for the kids jbl help a sister out man <laughs> i, I <laughs> would never drink one beer and get behind a wheel ever now now but back in the day now, back in the yeah. day, i'm saying no no now jerry back in the day <laughs> yeah it was a little different i oh, know yeah, it's like john, john always gets big grief why did you get on that airplane with eddie graham knowing he was drinking what's saying why did you get in that car with that guy knowing that he would drink <laughs> exactly <laughs> there were more cars on the road there was airplanes in the sky back in, the, <laughs> yeah. back in my day you know? back in my day yes High tolerance. That's what I blame it on. High tolerance, unfortunately. I'm an expensive date. I don't no. drink expensive stuff, but it takes me a little <laughs> bit to do. get buzzed. Yeah, there you go. Speaking <laughs> of it. So so anyway, you're 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 doing all this stuff in high school, all this gymnastics and all and, and all this all this cheerleading and everything, never knowing that the world of professional wrestling would be calling on you uh, one day. So at, at all, Briscoe, at all. And, and when and my plus, old job, plus I gotta throw this in. Plus, you're a hell hell of an academic student in, in school too. Uh, you you qualify for UCLA with a major university, then on a med school at Loma Linda University. Uh, a real uh, prestige university. Wow, tell us a little bit about that. And what what were you going to be? Were you going to be a surgeon or? I wanted to be uh, a biology med, pre-med student. Wow. And just like Trish, I think she was a pre-med student too. Um, I wanted to go to medical school. And um, my first time moving, okay, when I went to Loma Lake University, it was a private school, Seventh-day Adventist. Seventh-day, they don't wear jewelry, wow. no makeup no shorts allowed and they're vegetarian and you have to live the first two years on campus and i came from public school and probably have all grass down to your ankles right yeah <laughs> it was it was down no it was it's supposed to be to your knee i remember coming in with stud earrings and i got pulled from the dean that i was not allowed to wear that and i was like oh i thought studs were okay not the dangly 80s girl and um I was, I'll be honest with you, I, um, it was great education. The first quarter of, of biology, we were working on cadavers. We're testing our own urine because everybody was, went to Loma University. Their parents were doctors, dentists, nursing, dietitian, like everything was medical. And I wanted to get in there so badly so I can get accepted to the medical school because I'm not Seventh-day Adventist. 
And um, I, then I, I was so lonely. They looked at me like I was the devil because I came in playing, you know, Guns N' Roses or back in, you know, like, you know, this, or hip hop or whatever music I was listening to in my Jeep. And they would just look at me like, oh my gosh. And I thought I was pretty cool, but I was lonely. I was so lonely. People did not want to be friends with me because I'm not Seventh-day Adventist. And when you had to stay on the weekend, I always went home. My parents lived 20 minutes away. I still had to live in the dorm. Wow. And we're middle-class family, not super wealthy, you know? So my mom and dad had to work their, you know, fingers to the bone to get me to school. And um, I would go home. You had to go to three church services on the weekend if you stayed. So of course I went home. But I became a vegetarian. I go, oh well, these all these medical people, you know, they must know what they're 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 talking about. I remember going home, and my mom goes, "You're you look yellow, something is wrong with you," and I'm like, "Well, I became, you know, I wasn't completely vegetarian. I just ate chicken and fish. That was it. What is it called? I don't know what that term is, um, and um, I should." And uh, too many bumps to the head, I guess. Too many chair shots. Yeah. And, Don't um, say that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, my mom knew. That was a cheerleading. <laughs> yes, yes, cheerleading. That's what it was. Getting kicked in the face. But I came home one weekend and my mom goes, oh, I forgot you're vegetarian. I made ribs. Broke. I started eating meat again. I was like, oh, oh forget it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing the vegetarian thing. But um when I went to UCLA, it was my first time living on my own. And in um, not, it wasn't Westwood. Um, yeah, Westwood, Westwood, California. And it was right by the campus um, behind Fraternity Row. Oh. But I was too shy. No, 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 I was too shy. I was too scared to talk to boys. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't have it back then. Okay. Your brother was looking over your shoulder. Probably, probably. <laughs> and we had to get an apartment. I lived there. My grades started going down just because I've never been on my own. And I was like in a big city like LA and I'm like, oh, oh my God, maybe I'll run into Sebastian Bach or, or Axl Rose or like all these <laughs> things I was into back then. And I told my parents, I, I need a break from school. I just, I never, I went straight from high school to summer school, to college, um, to a community college to get my undergrad out of the way. And I moved back home. Um, Worked at a, as a cocktail waitress at Bobby McGee's in San Bernardino, California. Wow. What yeah. would the Seven Day Adventists think of you working as a cocktail waitress? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Oh, did Jimmy ever listen to this? They didn't allow coffee. No caffeine. So my mom, my oh. my roommate, was worked at a coffee. Uh, she her parents owned some coffee uh, establishment in Hawaii. So she would send us chocolate covers coffee beans so we can stay awake to study no coffee allowed crazy great education though i'm not bashing loma linda i was really i was really upset when i went to ucla because the education wasn't as not to bash ucla either but I, we weren't working on cadavers or anything like that so, um, this, so you could work on michael hayes he's a cadaver. i can i can <laughs> And if Michael were listening to this, he'd go, you're a cadaver. <laughs> right, Michael, that, that makes no sense. That, that, that's, what, that's Michael. It is Michael. That's a good one. Freebird, free man. My God, with his suits and his shoes. <laughs> Names. <laughs> my God. But I told my parents, I, can I, I need to take a break from college. And I met my ex-husband as a cocktail waitress. He was the bouncer. Um, 
and he had a friend, Rob Newth. I don't know how I remember that name, but I can't remember where I was last weekend. Um, uh, he worked at the Loma Linda Eye and Tissue Bank, um, removing corneas, heart, saphenous vein, bone, middle ear, and um, what else? There was always experiments and stuff like that, that, um, uh, you know, you go do surgery on, but they're passed away. Okay. So I go, I would love to learn on the job. I go, the only reason why I got that job, I went to Loma Linda University. Oh, you went to Loma Linda University. Hey, can you start today? And I'm like, yeah. I go, um, I'm dressed in a suit. And they put me in scrubs, went out. They got a freaking cornea donor, a cornea donor. And I watched the guy remove the corneas. And he asked me if I, um, do you want to do the other cornea? I go, no, 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 I'm uh, uh, not yet. No, let me, I need to learn this, you know? And um, man, I was working on freaking cadavers. Um, people that passed away less than 24 hours, calling the family, asking them, hey, I know this is a hard time, but just to let you know, your loved one did check the organ donation on the ID card. Even though you do that on the ID card on your, on your driver's license, doesn't give you permission to remove anything. You still have to ask the next of kin. So we did that. And I was, what got me into the bodybuilding and fitness I was like, you know, working on young, young people. And I was like, you know, I don't come from a family that we eat really well. We eat ribs, we eat fatty foods. We just, we're just eaters. We just love food. And I was cutting through fat and I'm like, this is my future. I got addicted to working out because my ex-husband opened a gym in Redlands, California. And um, I started teaching aerobics there. And then he goes, oh, you need to, um, you know, it's bad on your joints. You need to start lifting weights to protect your joints. Got addicted to it entered a bodybuilding contest, won that. Then I saw a fitness competition on, on TV and I go, oh, gymnastics, a dance routine and physique, I can do that. There is where I met Tori Wilson and um, I knew Trish Stratus from the fitness industry. And um, that uh, Tori and I, she was scared of me because I'm very loud and she's very quiet. You know how meek <laughs> she is. She's very shy and very to herself. And I was like, we did a competition, um, Galaxy, and it was like an obstacle course. Um, you can choose to do the dance routine and then physique. I met her there, hit it off. We were roommates and became best friends from there. And I remember moving in with her in Los Angeles because we moved from Chicago. We owned a restaurant, all this. Oh, gosh, we moved everywhere because you know, no kids. Let's just try it. Let's go to Miami. We'll live there for a little bit. And um, she brought me backstage in WCW. You like how I said WCW? There you go. You like that old school way? Uh, and I, I, I said, you get paid to walk a guy out there. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> sexy. And they were paying very well, you know? And I go, you got to get me a job doing this. Oh my gosh. This is, this is easy, easy, easy. Right. And, um, they were, remember de the demise of WCW, they were not hiring anybody. I was an extra, I was walking just with Tori and uh, I think it was Eric Bischoff said, hey, you, do you have any sexy clothes? Which I thought I was pretty looking sexy, I'll be honest with you. Um, we'd like to use you as an extra in one of our skits. Um, so I sat on Scott Hall's lap, not knowing wrestling at all, twirling his hair with his entourage of women. And um, I, I said, I can't believe you get paid for this. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? 
but WCW wasn't hiring anymore. And it was, it was starting to, you know, they're paying a lot of their talent too much money, you know? And uh, I met China at Crunch Gym in California, Westwood, California. Um, I'm sorry, West Hollywood, California. And um, I went up to her, they charged her to come into our gym, but again, West Hollywood, Fabio worked out there. There was just so many celebrities. They don't do free passes there. I gave her a stack of um, passes, you know, no expiration date. I go, hey, I have a couple of friends that are in your business, Tori Wilson and Trish Stratus. And she goes, wow, she goes, um, she was very nice, very, very nice. And she said, wow, you have a really good look for wrestling. Have you ever thought about doing it? And I said, you know, I think I can do what Rey Mysterio does and Rob Van Dam, like the, the tumbling and the acrobatics and stuff like that. And I go, I think I, she goes, you need to send your stuff in. And, and I think you have a really good look for it. I did paid $600 on a VHS wow. tryout. And JBL, Briscoe, if you have any connections with WWE, I would like to see that tape. I would like, I, I don't have it, you know. It my, was on my connection just got fired this week, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We lost, we lost our best connection. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Good luck on your future endeavors, by the way. <laughs> but um, I spent $600. I had a special effect. I wore a glove. I went boom, and it paused. It goes, Lisa Marie, Baron. And then it was all like, it was very professional, very professional. And I thought that's how people presented himself instead of then I found out they send backyard wrestling tapes and stuff filmed on crappy quality stuff. And I got a call, Kevin Kelly, Jim Ross. Kevin Kelly called me and said, um, hey, JR is so impressed by your tryout video and your, um, and your resume and all this kind of stuff. He'd like to meet you. And I go, okay, when is this meeting? Well, we're in LA Staples Center in 30 days. So, and I was like, okay, what do you see me doing? Where you're like, we actually see you actually wrestling, not being eye candy or the arm, you know, valet or manager. And I was like, they go, do you have experience? I go, no, I go, but I'm, I'm athletic. I, you know, gymnastics and stuff like that. I, I, I think I can pick it up pretty easily, which was not easy at all. And um, they're like, we meet you in 30 days, which I thought was like a cheerleading routine where you memorize a, a match. You know, and I went to, OB I Googled pro wrestling school. It wasn't Google back then. I don't remember what it was. MySpace, who knows? Yeah, yellow pages. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yellow pages, exactly. Like, do you remember having the Atlas map to travel, yeah. not the GPS? People don't have maps anymore, do they? No. Do you remember the maps though? Yeah, I, I, I would like, like to. I'd like to see one of these young guys or girls oh. fold, a, fold a map now. I would, yeah. I would say that. I, I would say to see now. that. <laughs> they would be going holding it upside down and all this stuff um but i went to ovw um i called OB, i'm not ovw sorry upw with rick, rick bassman rick bassman i was going to bring rick rick was a very dear friend of mine and i that's where i very first saw you i think you were out yes. there with john cena and some of man you were you were with john, rick had a hell of a skill and i think rick is often overlooked on on training yeah yeah, and Jerry Lynn, uh, Samoa uh, yeah. Joe, right. um, oh my, uh, Frank Kazarian. There were so many talented people there. And they, of course, I come in with fake nails, freaking my hair long and like in a cute workout outfit. And they were like, hey, do you know how to bump? I don't. Bump. <laughs> what is bump? Oh, uh, they beat the crap out of me. They, I, I really, 
there was, um, I think there was just two girls in there, but they were the, not really wrestling, wrestling. And so I was working with the guys and um, Christopher Daniels was there too. And I came back the next day and I drove, you know, three hours because of freaking LA traffic to that school. And they, and I came in, they're like, Hey, what are you doing here? And I go, was that, I thought I was invited to come and train with you guys. Am I not allowed to come back? And they're like, we didn't think you're going to come back. And I go, I'm going to tell you, I can't turn my head this way. Um, but I'm okay this way. I had 29 uh -huh. days left to learn how to wrestle. And, um, I think the misconception with the fans that they think it's a routine and you can learn just like that. And that's not the case. It's, it was, it was brutal. Samoa Joe did you, took did me. you think that's what it was? You know, uh, I thought it was a dance routine, uh, just like, like gymnastics routine. Yeah, right, right. That was it. And, um, you know, and, uh, you know, to my surprise, you know, but of course I was so, I got to do this because it was a challenge. I got to do this. I got to learn this. And it kept, you know, Bruce Pritchard came up, came to the school and I go, what do I need to do better that, you know, like, and he goes, well, you need to work on your wrestling skills and Godfather Ho <laughs> open up. He wanted two permanent hoes on his, on his train. Okay. And, um, was approached about that. And I'm like, oh, but I don't want to be, but that was my foot in the door. They're like, you don't turn it down. That's your foot in your door and you'll be seen. Did that. I and met, be um, a hoe. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. Briscoe. And, um, of course, my parents were like, what's this Godfather Ho thing? I go, hey, <laughs> no, 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 don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And the seven day event has took your name off the Loma Linda. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I told my parents, it means a party girl. It gets the crowd riled up. That's what I told them. That's what I told them. And um, there was a girl named Frosty was the other permanent Ho. Um, her and I got interviewed basically by Godfather's um, ex-wife and Denise. i guess oh, yes ex-wife or current ex-wife not not current wife okay the blonde she's blonde i forgot I'm, I'm escaping her name um she ended up liking us because you remember how where they got the godfather hose were from local strip clubs right so you're not going to get exactly you Jerry, know do you remember yeah i was i was unfortunately <laughs> i had that job i had to go down to local strip places and hire hire the young ladies that, that you had, yeah you jerry, had hated it. jerry hated that yeah, yeah, he hated it he, he hated it he had to pay vince and jr hey let me have that job to get to interview these these yeah. these strippers and I had a uh, tough job i had a hard job somebody had to do it yeah yeah someone had to do it someone had to do it but that was my intro and it was such, it was a fun freaking thing, you know, save the hose campaign. And that I remember, awesome. the, the wasn't the, it fun? The, the audacity of save the hose. It was so freaking good. I love With it. RTC, remember RTC, right? Yeah. To censor our group right. yeah. too. And yeah. yeah, and that was such an easy gig. And they were like saying, okay, Godfather is going to be turning on one of your girls. Which one of you can go through a table? And I go, I go to wrestling school. I'm raising my, <laughs> she doesn't want to wrestle. I go, I want to go to wrestling school. Put me through the, the, the table hard as shit, by the way. Are we allowed to cuss on this? You just did. You okay. just did. All right, so, all right. Rules change for you. Okay. <laughs> Threw me as hard as he could. Your old college, got, your old college may not like it, but we're yeah, 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 yeah. They already took me off their website. <laughs> and, um, I remember coming backstage and um, I got in trouble for not selling. Taz gave me his, uh, he gave me one of his moves and I didn't sell it long enough. 
And of course I was so green. I was like, what do you mean selling long enough? When a guy hits you, you're out, you don't move. And so I got in trouble for that. So when he threw me through the table, I'm not moving. And then they're asking me, are you okay? I go, I'm starting to, to spoil the whole storyline, but I was like, uh -huh. I'm not moving. I'm not getting in trouble again. I just, they had to carry me out. And then Undertaker, when I came back, he goes, dang, did you owe Godfather money or something? That's how hard he, they didn't think I was going to be heavy enough to, uh oh, Briscoe, he got bored. You know, it's Jerry. He, he gets lost all the time. He, he had to go pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be back. <laughs> okay, okay. Can I continue the story or no? You can continue the story. Jerry, Jerry, okay. Jerry can't hear anyway, so he doesn't he didn't, didn't matter. Okay, I'll talk louder. Let me turn my let me turn my my mic up. Is he gonna join again, or do you have to go like restart it or something? No, no, he'll 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 okay. join again. I guarantee he will. He, <laughs> okay, all right. So I didn't know him throwing me through the table, John, is gonna take me off TV. And I remember standing backstage, Brooklyn Brawler, and I'm walking watching by the bleachers. You know how everybody's grappling in the ring and going over the matches and like, you know, like. And I was going, God, and he was standing behind me. I go, I want to do that. I want to do what the guys are doing. And he said, he goes, go talk to them. And I go, really? I don't want to bother. I was a godfather hoe. I was like, an, I was a nobody. I was too scared to talk to anybody. I remember Bubba telling me, you, if you got a contract, you need to introduce yourself. Introduce yourself to the guys. I go, I was, supposed, I was told not to talk to you guys at all. I was, you know, I was trying to pay respect. And just when I came into the lot, the backstage, I would be looking down on the ground and just rolling my bags. And um, uh, I went to call, talk to JR and I said, Jerry Lawler told me I should be going to Memphis Championship Wrestling. And he goes, oh, are you willing to move? And I go, I wanna do what the guys are doing out there. I wanna wrestle. And, um, and they were like, okay, let us have a meeting about you. The next weekend, hey, how fast can you get to Memphis? And I'm like, when you need me by a week, so we packed our shit in a week, moved, really? drove, drove to Memphis, um, lived where all the wrestlers, Charlie Haas, um, uh, ECMO, um, all like Dragon, uh, uh, Daniel Bryan, I still call him Dragon, all these spanky, all these guys that were in WWE. This was developmental territory. It was freaking the best of the best there. I trained, I had no idea. Um, Dave Taylor was there. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, Bobby Eaton yeah. was there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, oh, when I came up to the, Hey, Hey, okay. Also Bobby Eaton was Louisville too. He was like, Hey, so, uh, Hey, you know how he talks. So we got to get up for school and you have to be in wrestling school at this time. Like the way he talked, you know, God, I love that guy. The nicest guy ever, nicest guy ever. And, um, uh, oh my gosh. Okay. Can I tell you, let me go back a little bit. When I came and I got hired as a Godfather Ho, I went up to China and she was sitting and catering with all the boys, all the boys, the big names. Uh -huh. You were probably there. And I said, hi, China or Joni. I don't know what to call you. I go, my name's Lisa. I met you at Crunch Gym and you told me to send my stuff in and I got hired just to say thank you. And she goes, who are you? Oh, my heart, my heart. I was like so embarrassed. It was all in front of the big, big names. And I was just, they didn't <laughs> laugh or anything, but I just, I walked away 
you know, the walk of shame. I was just like, oh my God, she doesn't remember me. Okay. And, um, but I do remember like when I was starting to go to wrestling school, China came backstage and said, hey, Victoria or Lisa, I don't even know what she remember. She called me, she goes, do you want to go in the ring and grapple? And I'm like, and everybody in the locker room was like, oh my God. And then she left and everybody goes, she's never asked anybody to go roll around the ring. Really? And I was like, I was so excited about it. And I was like, then she had a pre-tape. So that got canceled, but um, she did beat me up in the, one of the locker rooms back in the day. Yeah. But I, ca- I, gotta do, I do have to go back from when I was a godfather ho coming into the locker room. I went into the girls locker room with my bags, went in there. I come back to the locker room. My bags are out. And one of the girls came out and said, hey, just to let you know, these are for contractor girls only. And I was like, okay, I just signed a three-year deal, okay? So I just went, I go, oh, okay, um, I'm so sorry. Um, I got ready in the janitors. I go, I just signed a three-year deal, but I'll go get dressed over here. And I just walked away. I couldn't even look back. And um, then I got welcomed into the locker room, but it was... Man, I, but then I, then I realized later, you know, some of the local girls that came from the strip clubs, they would come back to their suitcases, something stolen or not to yeah. say all strippers yeah, are bad, was, was but things problem. were taken yeah. or money, their purses there, their valuables. It wasn't explained to me at the time, but I get it now when someone's new, how long are they going to last that kind of stuff? And um, good Lord, John, it was, it was, it, I was in my mind, I was like, I gave, I, I just put the kibosh on medical school to be treated like I was in the high school or by a bully. And I was, this is an environment that's, wow, it was just, it, it was so new to me. And I didn't realize like, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a freaking fraternity or a sorority. It's yeah. their, and it's a family that you're trying to get accepted to. It's like the fiance getting introduced to your, the new family and then you have to get their acceptance, right? And, um, ooh, it was, it was scary. It was scary, but I was still training MCW. Nora was there, uh, Molly Holly. Um, oh my gosh. Um, oh my God, there were so many, so many great wrestlers there. And then Kevin Kelly comes down and we have a meeting. There's no practice today. We're all in gear, knee pads and everything. This is in Memphis. Everybody's going in individually in the, lo- in, in the office. Some people are like crying. Um, I don't know what's going on. People are getting released or saying you need to move to OVW, Louisville, or go to Ohio um, to HWA back then. And so I'm last. Kevin Kelly brings me in. I go, what is going on? What is, what, everybody's coming out upset and they're like not wanting to talk. They're just storming off. And he goes, well, I already told you, you're going to probably be moving to Louisville. And I go, well, I thought you guys changed your mind and we're going to cut me. And he goes, no, you're moving to Louisville. Um, got in a U-Haul again, drove to freaking Louisville, um, Kentucky. And um, man, that school, holy shit balls. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to bleep this because this is the only way. I, this is the way I only I talk. College that's gonna get mad about it. Me and Briscoe. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> 
I'm not a classy broad. I, I, I never Kelly said I was a classy broad, John. <laughs> I, I think you are. I didn't know Kevin Kelly was with uh, Jr. as much. I've always liked Kevin. You know, I've always yeah. thought he does a wonderful job. But Kevin was with Jr. with Talent Relations during that time. Yeah, and so was um, Paul Bear. Uh, he would come down to watch our. our well, I didn't our... know Percy was. Yes. Yeah, he was there. Um, and like we'd get so many people coming just to watch and take notes. And of course, that was the nervous time because you're really getting ridiculed, right? And of course, you don't get a call up or anything like that. You're thinking you're doing something wrong. It's It, it makes you feel very insecure and just uh, alone, you know, because you're just a one man show. Um, but I was working with M at MCW with Steve Bradley. Um, and um, the baddest mofo and memfo, that's what he was called. And he's got rest in, rest in peace. And that's um, the greatest, that could be the greatest nickname ever. Isn't it? I isn't it? it? I love and we, it. Yeah. And the, oh my gosh. Um, I even got married in Memphis to Bobby Eaton on camera. <laughs> we got married on there. And um, I don't have the wedding dress or else, you know, hey. But um, when I went to OBW, <laughs> holy crap. Of course, hey, I'm you, still, I'm green as, I'm green, man. You Go remember ahead. You, the, uh, you remember the other Ho Train spinoffs? Remember Viscera had the Ho Train, the ugly Ho Train? Remember that? Yes, yes. That was the greatest spinoff there. Do you remember Viscera making it like a million too? And, Ch and Chavo had the old Ho Train, the classic Ho Train. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. So good. I miss storylines like this. Oh, and I miss. I miss the, when Viscera had the ugly Ho Train, it was, it was. That was one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen. Oh, he was oh my God. <laughs> he, oh, my God. He is. I, I have a story about him. Okay, we were we traveled together, and it was like in the boondocks. It was a lot of these turns, and he was in the passenger side, and um, the car is almost tipping, you know, um, and he goes, hey, sis, uh, you can't go fast with me in the passenger side because we're going to tip over. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know. I, did, I wasn't going fast. I was just going to speed limit. But he goes, you need to be cautious with me here because the car is not there's no, it's just one side's leaning this way. And um, the nicest guy ever. I oh, love that man. tremendous guy. I love that man. We oh see him gosh. one time. We're on, I think, A1A in Florida. And we're driving the road, me and Ron. And we see Vistra and Godfather out with a cop at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And we thought, oh, no. Oh, no. So we pull right in. And we run back there because we think, okay, they, they probably got something that, that maybe now is legal, but probably wasn't legal back then. Exactly, we were, exactly. We were inhaling. And so we run back there and, and Godfather says, oh, the, the police officer saw me and recognized me and wants a picture, which is true. The, the cop saw him, pulled him over and wants a picture. Well, their car reeks, reeks of weed, reeks of it. And the cop had a, gar, a, a drug dog in his back seat. <laughs> the, the going dog, nuts, probably. And the dog is scratching the window, going, oh, oh, just happened. And, I, and the I, cop I, looks I, around and goes, even my dog recognizes you. <laughs> I'm going, yeah, I oh, have, oh, I, which is funny, Ron, Ron Sims and Godfather, I have a sports card appearance um, coming up in November with them. And um, I was talking to Godfather uh, at, Hey, do you follow him on Instagram? That's oh, all they, the that's all they do is smoke. Oh my God, he's the greatest follow ever. It is. It is. I love. I love Godfather, but I, I watch him on Instagram. He is so freaking entertaining. It's one of the only reasons I go on Instagram is to see what he's doing. I love it that much. 
Yeah, he's always exactly. In a, he's always in a bar drinking or he's smoking or he's playing Frisbee golf. He is so freaking entertaining. Does he still own that strip club in Vegas or no? He uh, had an equity stake in it and they sold it. And okay. uh, they, okay. I think they did him right and took care of him. And I think he did really well with it. Oh, good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, he, you know, he ran security for all. He, he was he was really dialed in in Vegas. Yeah. And eventually, so we're the Samoan family. The Samoan family, they ran Vegas too. Every yes. club. Hey, just let me know if you're going to this club. My cousin is working the door. <laughs> That's right. Was, That's yeah, right. my cousin, this cousin, that cousin, this cousin. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember like like when I was like training still, like um uh freaking uh Rikishi would pull me up on the 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 bleachers you need to do this like you'd give me some like tips and undertaker uh, pulled me up um when i was like oh my god what did i do wrong you know you and undertaker are very intimidating you know it's like very unapproachable <laughs> not now but back then you know because you guys were freaking the court you held the court That's and right. um yes and um undertaker goes hey i just want you know who you remind me of oh welcome back He's coming back. He said there was like, that's why I was looking down. He was trying to, uh, electricity hit his house. He lives, he lives out so far out in the freaking country. He lives out by Carol Baskin, by the way. Tiger, Tiger Lady. Um, she was on your show. She was I'm on our show. Talk about Which, who was? Carol Baskin, we had on our show. She had, you had Carol Baskin? Yeah. Do you want to get her on a guest? I, I, well, yeah. I'll DM her. Oh my her. goodness. Yes. I'd love, yeah. Yeah. Very entertaining. I, I, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Very. Briscoe, hey, you I'm okay? Back, I'm back. So quit talking about me. Okay. Okay. Did you, you, did you have to tinkle? You missed a lot. You missed a lot. Is it working? There we yeah, go. Here I am. I, I've okay. had to, I had to change. I pull a Scott Casey and drive down to the local emergency room to, to get, to get me on the internet. You know what? Speaking of which, I need to go change my depends. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, we were just I'm talking a, about. I'm a, I'm a recovering COVID uh, victim, so don't be making fun. Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. Jerry, yeah, I'm basically, I've just gone over it, matter of fact. Yeah. Did it wipe you out? Like, was it like bedridden? It, it, well, I was supposed to go to Iowa. You know, uh, uh, Trish was just being in. Well, you're frozen. Yeah, so. Oh, you were supposed I, to go where Trish was getting inducted? Yeah, I was supposed to. Oh, man. I, I, I'm the, I'm the, uh, well, I'm doing that. I, I'm. But I had I had to stay home because I was sick. But I'm oh, well man. now, and, and and John John makes fun of me all the time, and I, I got to take that harassment because he's two hundred two thousand miles away from me. So I take it, I exactly. take it, I take it, I take it like a champion. They uh, uh, yeah. say, you know. So I I just completely ignore him. But anyway, where were we? Safety behind the screen. If he was in person, he'd be going, yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> I'm behind a screen. Now I got to sit here and hold this phone. So I'm in a basement. I'm a thousand something miles or 2,000 miles away from Mr. Briscoe. I say a lot of shit about him. I mean, a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Terrible things. Then I text him. I text him all kinds of mean things, too. Yeah. 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 The Razin. The Razin doesn't stop. Oh, my I'm gosh. Not, I'm, I'm glad, too. So anyway, where I'm back. Well, okay, well, I was telling them like how um, in UPW, I moved to Memphis to Jerry Lawler School, um, M MCW. You married um, Bobby Eaton. I married Bobby Eaton on the on, on, on their TV show. And um, 
amazing freaking. That had to be a heck of a marriage. Charlie Haas, I moved. Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, um, Charlie Haas and his brother, Russ Haas, I used Russ. to travel with them. They were like big brothers. If I had any problems, they're, they're, you know, of course, amateur wrestlers too, the bonding right there, you know, and um, that school was amazing. But I was telling John how they came in and were releasing everybody and then telling who has to move to HWA, then who's moving to OVW. And I was the last person there. And Kevin Kelly. So, so Lisa, jump or jumping. If that happened uh, because Lawler had, had had quit because Tana got let go, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. But Cat was still there though, because I had I had storylines with Cat. Uh -huh. Um. Yeah, Miss Kitty. And um. And can I tell you? Okay. Oh God, this is a yeah, great story. Yeah, you can. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So when hey, when we, hey, by the way, Jerry, I don't know if you heard it when uh, you were you were sign, trying to sign back on. Uh, Lisa had Carol Baskin on your one of your old uh, friend from Oklahoma that moved yeah. down next to she you. She was on our show. She was on our show. She she's she's about four miles directly south of me. Wow. She has better she has better internet service than I do. <laughs> <laughs> you need to have her on your show. She's a hoot. She's right. a hoot. Yeah. Um, John and I'd have a blast. Okay, we, we might well, use John. We might love, use John her. for feed. We might use John for feed, though. <laughs> yeah, and we we all dressed in um, cat outfits when she we had her on. All of us girls. She yeah. she had a problem with uh, Michael Hayes's uh, son, uh, Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Michael Hayes' son on that. He does totally. Oh my God! Can I tell and you? The I, and Lisa, I I grew up about. 10 miles from from that from the uh, uh, Tiger King Joe Exotics uh, exhibit down there. I grew up with so now Carol Bas now Carol Baskin's in the neighborhood too. So John thinks there's a relationship somewhere there. Oh yeah 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 uh, yeah. I'm thinking Carol Baskin may be an old Rizat from the Watts territory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys need a ride to the next town. Do you guys need a ride to the next town. Exactly. Yeah, we go down to Tampa. We got a ride. She picks us up at the airport. <laughs> Can I tell you? Like, I run into a lot of the old uh, Rizats, like uh, at, at shows, and um, they they. This show has yeah. quickly gone south. I know. I know. I know. Good, good luck. Good luck editing this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I there ain't gonna be no editor. John, my chief editor. So you know, there's. No That's right. Yeah. 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 I got it. Okay, I, I, wait. I'll so, tell Jerry. I got to tell Jerry. I, I'll fix it. I just put it out there because I know he's. <laughs> this is too much work. Let's just post as is. Yeah, let's just post as is. So, wait, okay, when I was in Memphis, um, we were new in Memphis. Christmas time. We didn't. We Listen, didn't, you're all business, but right back to the interview. Yeah, 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 because this is a funny story. This is a funny <laughs> Thank story. Thank you for pulling this thing together. Wait, 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 yeah, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Let's go back on track. God damn it. <laughs> so, wait. So we didn't have a place to go. Jerry Lawler calls us um, and says, hey, would you like to come over for our house for Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve? You know, and I was like, oh, so I thought all the wrestlers are going to this. No, it's the family dinner. Brian, like, the, you know, his ex-wife, I mean, his wife at the time, Miss Kitty, Jerry. And um, we go to their house, um, decorated in Coca-Cola. Everything's Coca-Cola. Of course, yeah. Um, but that's like when, when I hear... You know, when people are like, oh, I didn't like when Jerry would say puppies. And I'm like, oh, that's his, 
character, puppies. He's really not like that. You know, he's a nice guy. And I'll always remember Boy, him. Boy, were you lying. I, no, he's nice. He's nice. He invited us to a family dinner, thinking it's like, it's a family dinner. And then, of course, a little squabble happened between Brian, I think his wife at the time. And we were so nervous because we were the only two outsiders and we're fidgeting. You might want to edit this out. I'm going to give you a couple seconds. We're fidgeting and then we're pulling that, like we're fidgeting with the, the drawer. We pull one of the drawers and there's a gun in there. And we're like, huh. we're not in California anymore. Holy crap. Yeah, but it was a nice dinner. It was a nice dinner. Now Lisa, cool. froze. what have you? <laughs> what, 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 what? <laughs> what? You froze after the gun, which is actually like standard, uh, standard, in Tennessee. It's standard in Tennessee. What's the, oh, getting froze? No, no, having a gun. <laughs> you, a gun? Froze, you, you froze because of Carol Baskin and Gerald Briscoe. The, the That's what it is. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the only thing so, so, is there wasn't two guns. Well, you know what? Also, too, I went to uh, Minnesota um, ODB. I'm, I'm her maid of honor in her wedding. So we went out there to go. I did an appearance at her food truck. And I'm looking and I go, okay, what cupboard is it in? And um, I go like this and I go, what if there's a gun? I was like, what the, yeah, we're not used to that here in California. You know, it's a little bit too reserved a little bit, yeah. but yeah, I, I'm just surrounded by the, like, but hilarious. Um, okay, wait, so now we were, we were talking about how I was in Memphis, um, amazing freaking wrestlers. And then I moved to OBW, okay? Um, I'm last to meet Kevin Kelly. And he says, you're moving to Louisville and I go, I thought I was getting fired. He goes, well, we talked a week ago. And I go, well, I thought you guys changed your mind. I go to this school, John Cena, Batista, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, Shelton, Sheldon Benjamin. Um, oh my gosh. Eugene, Rob Conway, Danny Davis, Jim Cornette. It was perhaps the greatest school. class. Perhaps the greatest class that ever come the, out of that. The okay, greatest. That's right. The greatest the greatest and all, you know all, all, nearly all hall of famers yes or, or will or will be you know because is not in yet but obviously obviously yeah will that, be. yeah, yeah. It, it was it was i could not believe what school i was in because i didn't realize what i was you know developmental territory that's that's the top of the you know that's the top of the chain and then i would go to other wrestling schools or something like that and i'm like oh this is bad this wow oh Oh, you know, it was like, you realize what you have, you know, when you go visit some kind of other school, you know what I mean? And I remember like at that, that school, I kept on getting tested. They would have a storyline for me. I get to the airport. I get a call. Sorry. They changed their mind. Um, sorry. They, it happened three times. I would go back to the school. They're like, again, Victoria, are you serious? And I go, I think I'm being tested. I think I'm being tested to see how badly I want it. And um, it, it, wow, it was, but that school, Danny Davis, um, still like a father to me. Um, when uh, ODB and I went to Florida for one of the WrestleCons and we stayed an extra couple of days and went to go visit um, Danny Davis and Julie um, at their house. And which shame, shame on all the wrestlers that went to the school under Danny Davis. He's like, you two are the girls that keep in touch with us and like make sure that we're okay and visit. And I'm like, well, my God, I would, Victoria wouldn't be Victoria without the people that helped me. And, um, you know, 
you always got to remember where you come from, I think, you know, and reach out to the people like, you know, the teachers and all these, you know, like it's, it's shame, it's shame, shame, shame. It's like, I think, I think you get so caught up on the road that you forget to keep in touch with every, everybody. You know what I mean? Breaks my heart a little bit. When I heard Danny say that no one keeps in contact with them and I'm like, what? Yeah. Shocker. I just went to a Debbie Downer, didn't I? What? He's such a good guy. You know, Danny's just a pleasant guy. He knows his stuff. I mean, he, he ran a great school. Unbelievable. But I remember seeing Jim Cornette. Like, if you have a bad match, you come backstage. Uh, this is, I'm green, you guys. Still green. And um, they come back. Um, uh, remember Nova? Nova? Right. Yeah. Okay, so I had Simon, to, Simon or whatever, right? Yes, 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 Simon. Yeah, and um, I remember us doing a church um, appearance. Uh, we did, we wrestled in a church and he, Nova goes, hey, just come and wrestle with, give me all the moves you can. You need, need to practice. You need to work on, you know, in front of a crowd because I never worked in front of a crowd. I was just a valet. I mean, I was a valet still learning, which I do recommend being a valet before getting into wrestling because you really learn a lot being on the outside of the ring and listening to everything that's going on. And um, uh, uh, what was his name? Dang it. Uh, Kip Sorry. Rogers. Kip, Kip Rogers. Oh, Remember? God. Rip Rogers. Rip Rogers. Yeah. Kip. What the hell? Rip Rogers. I got my ass shoot out. Like, what the hell are you doing in the ring? And you, you, know? learn, you learn words that you'd never heard before. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh, he just told me to come in and do all these, like, you know, head scissors and all these kind of moves so I can get experience in front of a crowd. And he wasn't pleased with that. But I remember, like, at the TVs at OVW, when someone had a bad match and Jim Cornette, God damn it. Did you call that a match? Hang off your boots. Did you quit? You just get out of here. And, he, and I was like, you know, I'm still green. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what, you know, I don't know how to, I mean, like, well, I knew how to run the ropes, but I don't know anything. And I'm like, okay, note to self, don't get on Jim Cornette's bad side. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, he never yelled at me. Thank God. Thank God. Oh my gosh. It was, so has, it was crazy. Have you ever heard of Jim Cornette or ever been around him up until that point? He has a podcast. I know that. And um, when I used to own a restaurant in Chicago, Illinois, um, Chicago, Illinois, downtown, it was called the squared circle. We had a, a burger um, named after Sven Gulli. Do you guys know who Sven Gulli is? No, Sven Gulli. No. I know who Sven Gulli is. No, Sven Gulli is a, a guy <laughs> like the male version of Elvira. I know what you're talking about. And Jim Cornette goes, I'll come to do an appearance at your, your restaurant if Sven Gulli is going to be there. And so we had some like contests who can finish the, the burger and fries and that kind of stuff. But Jim Cornette, his, his wife, Sin, um, still reaches out to me. Hey, can you, Joe, say, can you, we're trying to raise money for this. We're trying to, can you repost this, that kind of stuff. And I'm, I, I love Jim Cornette. I, I don't care what, I, I love that guy. Yeah, I've always you really got to know Jim. Jim's a great guy. And then oh. Jim, Jim's a uh, cupcake. Yes. Yeah. He's so funny. Like, He's the best. You can just, you know what? We didn't have to have OD, OVW. He could just go in the ring. <laughs> And do what he did, you know. But I still don't know who Sven Gulli is. You'll, you'll, okay. I'll, I'll send you. I'll text yeah, it to Sven you. Sven Gulli is the male of Elvira. Elvira. Yes, he's a big deal in Chicago, and um, he is. 
he's a he's he's huge. He's huge and the nicest guy ever. We named a burger after him because he was a Chicago icon. He's still there. And um, but Jim Cornette only came to the restaurant if Sanguli was gonna come. So yeah, but yeah. How does yeah. how does Jim Cornette know Sven If he's like an icon, I think the conventions, all of our conventions, oh, we I do. Got you. Of course, of course, yeah. of course. He's and he's also on um, he's also on Me Network, M E Network, I believe. Don't quote me on that. I don't have cable, so um, yeah. But uh, nicest guy ever, nicest guy. But um, it's amazing at these conventions who becomes big stars. You know, like I met this, I know you probably met him, the guy Flash from the from the 80s, you know, big, tall, good, got a little bit older now. He's I love that guy. guy. I love that guy. Everybody does. He, I was right <laughs> beside him one time. He was the nicest guy in the world. He was like one series back in the 80s of Flash. Then then Ted and Bill put him on their, you know, movie or whatever it was. And, you know, the, yeah. everybody knows him now. The cocaine addict, like that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he is the nicest guy. And he... To get him to sit still, uh, do you notice he can't sit still? He has to go everywhere. He has to he, stand yeah. the whole time. He talks to everybody. It's, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. But these conventions, though, you guys, these conventions, the people you meet are, it's just, it's incredible. This is why I, like, a lot of people make fun of me. They're like, you do a lot of conventions, but little do they know, I'm still a nerd. I, I like my comic my comments you're, you're a big star wars uh, fan too right i am i if you see my yep my i, I i'm also like in an anime so it's also like a guilty pleasure of mine when i can make money at a convention that i enjoy to go to i'm gonna be there but it's just incredible but i'm just i, I do notice like when we do wrestling WrestleCon, i'm not familiar with all the new talent i I feel, neither am I. <laughs> I feel silly. I feel silly. Like I'm just like going. I feel terrible about it because sometimes I I'll go to the desk, you know, and I'll always try to be respectful and say hi to everybody. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who's who. You know, so I'm like, I like, I like to meet everybody. So yeah, exactly. Which, which I, I, I don't. I'm not. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but no, I not at all. I don't watch a ton of wrestling. You know, I watch what I have to. Yeah. I, I, I don't either, um, but SoCal Val, Tracy Brooks, myself, we do the guest commentating on Fight TV app for TNA, Impact Wrestling, and that's when I started watching wrestling um, again, and I, um, for me, I don't want to know the card. They would send the card, and I go, do I have to read over the card? And um, they're like, no, I go, I like to react as a fan. I don't want to be, I, I don't want to know the finish. I don't, I don't, I don't like watching wrestling like that. You know what I mean? But um, I'm not used to the new style of wrestling, you know, God bless them. They're very athletic and they, they're freaking, their cardiovascular oh, stamina. It's yeah, crazy, yeah. but yeah. I'm so used to, I'm not used to spot, 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 spot. I'm used to let's do three moves and then go stop and let the, the, the fans digest it. Um, it's so fast that I'm like, Oh my God, they kicked out of that. Oh my God. So yeah, I don't know if I'm crapping on the product <laughs> because I'm yeah, reacting like he kicked out of that. What? Yeah. When I, when I worked with Michael Cole for so many years in a row, uh, we, we would, we would tell him, said, we, we only need to know the finish if it's important to us. You know, if, because sometimes knowing the finish dictates how you commentate the match, you know, because you yeah. want to take, you want to take care of the person that you know is doing the job. You know, so yeah. sometimes, yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. when it's two equal top talents, you don't care, you know, and sometimes you don't want to know that that's the way I always thought about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And also too, like, if you have to know, like the storyline's going to continue, right. That's when you're going to know, like, oh my gosh, right. you know, there it's, it's freaking, you know, 
a schmoz at the end and it's going to continue. We know this, but I, but you know, when I was, when I started doing indies after, you know, in WWE, I had two more years left on my contract and I was so nervous. I went for, um, one time I went to the, um, Vince's office is the only, it's asking, why am I not in the video game? That's a big check. Remember that check? was really, really hefty. They kept on skipping over me. And I was like, I don't, I, I must have heat. I, someone doesn't like me. And I went over Johnny Ace's head and went to go talk to them. And I'm sure I got heat from that. And um, the next time was to ask my release. I had two more years in WWE, but to come out, what made me ask my release is coming out to your rental car in the parking where we parked in the arena and people going, not believing your character. How did you lose to, you know, they weren't believing the storyline. And I think my longevity, I loved working with the new girls because I was new at one point and I had patience. I was there. I would love to get there. We'd get there three hours before all the boys had to be there and work with Fit, Arn, Rick, Ricky Steamboat and all the boys, you know, Tommy Dreamer, Lance Storm, everybody started coming in. And um, I loved working with the new girls. I remember going, oh, and another time I asked, Vince, but it wasn't the office. I went to, I go, give me Christy Hemme. You want to make her a star? Give me Christy Hemme. I don't care if I look like crap. I'll bump the hell out of her. And, um, you know, her and I, we get there early at every show and work on her wrestling skills and stuff like that. I was very patient because I was there too. I needed someone else to be patient for me. But um, that was the only time I went in the office. What was my whole point of this? God knows. We're, we're talking about Rip Rogers. <laughs> Yeah, 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 you know what? That, yeah. Speaking of, that, that, was, that was an hour ago. I don't know, Briscoe. Oh, I don't okay. know. You know what? What I do remember about being in the gorilla, I remember you have a weak stomach. <laughs> you think? You have a you weak think? stomach. Yeah. And then when someone would pass gas or something bad, you would be dry heaving, running out of the gorilla position. What, I, you know what's great about this, Lisa? One of the one of the toughest guys in the history of this business. I know. And he can't keep his food down. <laughs> I love it. Okay, he's so heard, freaking tough. Yeah, he's like yeah. he's like the super tough guy. Like, what a facade! It's a facade. And people and people that you wouldn't think would do it, like Adam Copeland Edge. I mean, you're one of the nicest guys in the world. He waited up. He waited one day. He had a cold, and he he deliberately waited until until he was coming on the air. And then he goes, he digs inside and brings out an Andre the Giant size hawker, oh. and I lost it. I just lost yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when I found out, Arn Anderson has he also has a weak stomach. Did you know that too, Arn no, Anderson? I didn't know that. <laughs> so when I found that out, okay. By this time, I was okay with kind of you know, mingling with, I was there for so long that I was, I, I, you have to entertain your, you have to pop yourself in the backstage because those are long, long, long days, long days. waiting, waiting, waiting. Am I on the show? Okay. Do I have a pre-tape? What's going on? That kind of stuff. So you have to kind of entertain yourself. I, I got rubber glue and I put it on my face all over here. And I went to Arn Anderson and I go, Hey, um, did you have a chance to um, watch my match? And he looks at me and he goes, and I go, it's rubber glue. It's rubber glue. I had to do it. I had to do it. He goes, and from that day, he called me Booger. Booger. That was my nickname. But yeah, yeah. So he has a weak stomach too. We, yeah. 
I can't stand mucus. Anything you have to do with mucus. And if someone else throws, <laughs> if someone else, or, or gas, or if, gas. <laughs> if I see someone else throw up, I can't. Oh, I'm like, I, I, I can't. That, that gets I can't. me every time. That, yeah, that I can't a listen. Chain reaction. It's a chain oh. reaction with me. <laughs> yes. There was one time I was Gail, remember Gail Kim with her long jet black hair. Um, we went out to a restaurant, um, you know, as we all do afterwards, trying to find a local place. And, um, uh, oh my God, Benoit and Tomco. Remember Tomco? Travis Tomco. Yeah, yeah. They, we were at eating and I go, do we invite them to come and join us? Like, what's the etiquette? We didn't know the etiquette. Of course, you, you don't know. And we ended up inviting them to our table and they were ordering shots. They were ordering themselves water and us tequila shots. And um, I tried to do the same. The girl pulled me aside. They're giving you guys, they're giving you guys the real shots. They're doing water shots. And I go, okay, let's try it on them. Well, we gave them the wrong shot. They're like, this is water. Yeah, but we, I, we got back, you know, Gail Kim is freaking this skinny, tiny, you know, um, not very high tolerance, right? And um, I'm holding her hair while she's throwing up. And I'm like going, I can't grab your hair. I can't, oh, I can't, I can't watch this. Oh my gosh. You're we getting me now. I know. And we were praying to God. We were not on a segment the next day because, and then we saw them too. And we're like, you guys, you guys, we fell for it. We didn't, we didn't know that trick. We, we had a guy one time, we're in Milwaukee. I remember the city, but I can't remember the guy's name. He was a new announcer. Dave Hero. Dave Hero. Well, who was it? Dave Hero? Milwaukee? No, it wasn't. It was, okay. uh, I can't think of his name. He wasn't okay. very long. And I'll tell you why. It's because what I'm going to say. So we, we're sitting there and we I got some shots. And he said, I said, hey, you want to have a drink with us? He goes, yeah, but I'll just have just one. I go, okay, whatever you want. He goes, well, you know, I, I used to party with uh, John Elway and the, the NFL boys. And so we're going, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so we tell him, say, okay, just tell you what, just go shot for shot with us. And of course we started doing, we started doing the water. <laughs> and next thing you know, he takes off. And as he gets back to the hotel, he throws up all over the lobby as Vince McMahon's limo's pulling up. <laughs> wow. so, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh. We get back, it was like an anthrax scare. They had, they had cordoned off the entire lobby. It was you know, I, wait a minute. I want to apologize to all of our listeners out there. This this podcast is completely. This is a rat. This is a, a throw up. This is a throw up because you're going to have me gagging here in a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> throwing up all over my phone. And keep in mind, you guys, this doesn't happen today's date anymore. This is very, very old school. Let you know how selfish Jerry is. He throws up. It'll probably be off camera. See, last week he had COVID really bad during the show. And we told him, said, so listen, if something happens, be sure and and, and with Devon was on the show, be sure and die on air. And and he didn't. He lived. And and it, our show could have got huge ratings. So he's very selfish. Honestly. Unbelievable. I, I wrestling stories. <laughs> wrestling stories. I don't want to hear no more vomit or, or okay. gas. Or I do remember, like, um, do you remember Mean Street Posse? Um oh yeah. Uh, do you remember, do you remember Murray? He was bald-headed, um, Pete, not Pete, not Pete, Pete Gass. Uh, um, Pete, uh, Rodney, Rodney. Some, Rodney yeah, Pete yeah, but I remember we were in the elevator, and um, it was one of those Joey glass Abs. elevators. And what, uh, Joey Abs? Yeah. It was that same generation. Oh, man. 
Murray. I think his last name was freaking Murray. Oh, it's killing me. Okay. I was traveling with them and um, we get in the elevator and it was glass. It was fancy TV hotel, you know, TV hotel is always the classy place. Right. One of them is really wasted. Not the, not me streak posse. I, I I'm, I'm escaping the name. I think it was dang it. Dang it. As soon as we're going to get done with this, I'm going to Google it and find out. But um, he was wasted. Linda McMahon comes on the elevator. Oh. And I'm like, I'm still new and trying to get, you know, get to know people and that kind of thing. And I'm like going, oh, yeah, yeah, that was that was a scary moment. That was a, that was I was terrified because, you know, Linda is like very straight, Linda. you know, she's yeah, yeah, straight laced <laughs> yeah. and, you know, very conservative and stuff like that. But yeah. Good God. Do you remember? Hey, Briscoe, did you know I was I was being taken to, to wrestling court back in the day? Um, yeah. You just, okay. Okay, so we're on Air Canada, and I have a big angle with Trish Stratus, which was phenomenal. We freaking That's killed That's what I was trying to get to. Thank you oh. for coming. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. That. You're welcome. You're welcome. Did one of you throw up? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no. Not, no. After this episode, I probably will. <laughs> no, but Trish had Air Canada miles and um, she upgrade, upgraded me to first class. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not comfortable with this. We're on the plane with all the boys, everybody, all the workers. And I'm like, I'm not you know, supposed to offer. This is etiquette. Someone that's been in the business longer than you, you offer them your first class seat because they're a little bit more grizzled and it's just out of respect, right? Grizzled, you like that? And um, um, I was torn. She goes, no, 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 I just paid for your upgrade. You have to sit here. So I go, I don't know whether to piss off Trish, who I have an angle with, or the boys. And I got off the plane and one of the guys, Bubba, hey, did you like your first class seat? And I'm like, I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. Um, I. Trish upgraded me and I did, I was caught in a, I don't know what the etiquette is. And, um, and you know, it's, it, you know, and I think I said like, am I, am I a wrestler too? I didn't know that was wrong thing to say <laughs> as a wrong thing to say, being so green. Um, I found out I'm going to wrestling court. Then um, I, we went to Kowloon. Remember that restaurant Kowloon yeah. in Boston? Boston, yeah, Mal um, right? Yeah, and then Ric Flair, of course, invites me to his table with all, you know, the circle. And someone comes behind me, oh, you like your, your seat with all the big guys, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, I bust out in tears. I start crying. I went back to, um, I think I was staying with Stacy Keebler and Tori Wilson at the time. And I start crying, oh, oh, Gail Kim. And I start crying, I call Fit and I go, I don't know if I can handle this. I go, man, I don't know what I did wrong so badly. I was caught in a, and like Trish upgraded me, let's go over our match. You know, we have a match on pay-per-view the next day. Like, let's go, let's go over some spots and stuff like that. And like maybe a cutoff that. And so I was torn. And then they said, you need to bribe JBL and Undertaker. <laughs> we go to this town. I can't freaking find, um, was it Crown Royal? Or no, 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 Jack Daniels. Yeah. I end up buying you beer, cases of beer. And I'm like scouting this place to bribe myself, hey, can I get out of this wrestling court? I was so terrified. 
I was the next, I was, I was vomiting. There we go back to vomiting. Cause I was so nervous. You I had to, I had one of you guys. You know, most of that was just the rip. I know, but I didn't know I was so green. And I was right. like going, you know, I'm going to make it. People love this, right? Oh, we're going to take them to court. We're going to take them to court. And people, and when you see people get all worked up about it, then everybody would get in on it. And they were all bored. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's basically like a big roast, basically roasting somebody, you know? Right. right? Yeah. Right. But I was terrified. I go, I don't, yeah, I was so scared. And I was just out of, I, you know, quiet girl getting into wrestling. But of course, you know, you hear people saying you'll never make it, you'll never make it, which makes you work harder, right? You know, and here I am still doing conventions, you guys. Doing conventions. And when you when you left WWE, uh, okay, uh, say 2009 or whatever it was, uh, did you plan on going to no. TNA or did you no. plan on, what did you plan on doing? No, I did not know. Um, when I asked for my release from Vince and Stephanie, I don't, I didn't, man, I would, you know, don't forget I got in the business when I was 29, which is considered older. Okay. And um, I, I didn't know what I want to be when I grow up, grew up. I go, what am I going to do after this? And I still loved the business, but I was like having encounters with some like vets that were so bitter about it. And I go, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be bitter. And then like coming out to the car when people are like not believing your character, how did you lose to her? She's like two pounds and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh my God, they're not believing my character. I don't want to leave on this note. And I'm, I, I did not know what I was going to do. You guys, I didn't know. I was like, man, I'm a grown, I'm a grown ass woman. Y'all. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Mickey James. And, um, I did not know. And my three months, no compete clause came up, got a call from Terry Taylor and said, we want to sign you. And I was like, can I think about it? They're like, actually, we want to send you the, can you look at the contract? I got the contract fax. This is back. Do they have fax machines anymore? I don't know if we do or not. I don't either. I, I, got, don't either. I got one. I got one. And it's still dial up. <laughs> Jerry still has a smoke signal machine. Exactly. Hey, when you get home, could you page me on the beeper? <laughs> and um, Thanks, my goodness, um, they said, I said, can you just send me the contract? And I said, Terry, I go, I don't think the whole contract came through. I only got 10 pages. He goes, that's our contract. 10 pages. WAE is an encyclopedia or a dictionary, you know? So I was like, um, I need to get a lawyer to look at this and that kind of stuff. And he goes, well, we want to debut you in two days. And um, it was a huge, huge pay cut. Um, but there were some girls that I've never wrestled and got into the ring. And it was all shapes and sizes of girls. And I wasn't just model or fitness models or anything like that. And I was like, wow, I never faced that girl. And, um, oh my gosh, awesome Kong is there. Gail Kim is there. And like, um, I go, let me just try it. And they wanted to sign me for three years. I said, I'll give you a year. Um, because it was such a huge pay cut. I go, I'm going to show you how hard of a worker I am. I go, you give me any match. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to prove to you that I, I, I earn, I, this is, you have a good employee here. You tell me what to do. I'm going to do it the best I can that kind of stuff. And then, um, signed again, signed again, signed again. I got released, um, two months before my contract expired. And, um, 
uh, yeah, um, it was, the wrestlers were phenomenal. Awesome wrestlers. Um, the talent was amazing, right? I found out through Twitter that I was booked on pay-per-view and I didn't get my flight. I was like, hey guys, I didn't get my, um, am I booked on pay-per-view? I'm, someone just tweeted me, this is when Twitter started. Um, and they're like, oh, we haven't sent you your flight. It was just very unorganized, which I wasn't, in WWE, it's very, there's a freaking department for everything. You have a question, you need to ask this person. There's someone there to answer your question. And it was just very, everything's done precisely. You know what I mean? And um, I was so spoiled by that. When I went to this company, you know, I butt, I kind of butt heads with Dixie Carter and um, uh, I found, then I got the call from the travel guy, travel guy that, sorry, we don't have anything for you. And I'm like, wow, you do the travel and you're letting go people. I go, wow. And he goes, I'm so sorry. And I go, okay, I had two months left on my contract. I wasn't going to sign again. I was, I was, it was just, uh, maybe they heard that, that I wasn't going to sign, but it was, don't get me wrong. I had a great career there too. Like the girls were amazing. I'm still close friend. ODB, you know, became my best friend. You know, um, there's SoCal Val. I never would have met SoCal Val. And, um, but going there from WWE to TNA, I didn't, I didn't feel very welcomed. I think they thought, oh, great. Another diva, another freaking WWE superstar coming over to our, our venue, that kind of thing. And I felt like I had to prove myself to the locker room all over again, starting from scratch. You know what I mean? And they, they, they told me, I remember going there. They, I, I thought I agreed to have my real name. That way I can leave with my real name, Lisa Marie. And they gave me the name Tara. And I was like, oh, hey, I didn't, you guys said I was going to get my real name. So I pulled Sting aside um, since he's been in the business longer. I go, hey, Sting, can I talk to you? They changed my name and I, we agreed, but they didn't put it in the contract that I was going to be called Lisa Marie. I go, I just want to leave with my name. And that way, if I do comic cons or conventions that I still have my name. And he goes, what are they changing it to? And I go, Tara. He goes, oh, that's really sexy name. I like that name. And I go, I'll keep Tara. <laughs> <laughs> All of us girls had huge crushes on, on Sting. But um, yeah. And then and also too, remember I was carrying that spider? That damn yeah, tarantula? I love that. I love that. I love that okay, I, I, I did too. Because I felt did like- you ever get bit? Did you ever get bit by No, I was waiting for that day though. Every time. <laughs> I asked them, I said, are these, are there venom in these spiders? They're like, um, yes. And I go, well, what if I get bit? They're like, are you allergic to bees or, and I go, I don't know. I've never bit, gotten bit. They're like, well, you were, you were called the, you were called the spider girl in WWE. We want to go with that. And I go, Undertaker pulled me aside and said, I look like the pool pit player, um, Black Widow. That's why I had Black Widow all over my gear. Undertaker tells you that I'm yeah, going to do it, it, right? I'm going to do it. And, um, so Tara ter ter was short for Tara. Ter tarantula, ter maybe? Tarantula, yeah. Tarantula. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they can't. I, I never knew that about the pool player because I was, I was a big fan of hers, too. I, I, you know, I, she, was, she was so freaking hot when she was world champion and all that. And yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And um, yeah. I remember I go backstage. They're like, hey, is your, are you Tara? I go, and I wasn't used to my, I go, yeah, I'm Tara. And they're like, these boxes are for you. And I go, what, what, what is in them? They're like, and I open them, I go, what are these spiders for? They're like, after you give your finisher, you put the spider on the girls. 
which the girls, there was only a few girls, they had to be on their stomach for them to put on their back so they won't feel the spider crawling on them. And I was like, you needed to ask the girls first because no one would take it. And of course I run back to the locker room, Google tarantulas, what the hell? And every time I, they had, they paid the guy from Gatorland in Florida to be the handler, the, because Universal Studios, if you have an animal, you have to have an animal specialist there. And um, I said, I, I was out there and I was, you know, after a match, you're out of, you're breathing hard. You're like, and I kept on breathing it. And then the tarantula kept on going like this. And I go, I don't know what it's doing. And he goes, oh, that's their protection. Um, when a bird comes to try to scoop up the tarantula to eat it, they shoot fibers to blind them in their cornea. And I was like, uh, yeah, they didn't tell me anything. So every night I would look at the referee, Brian, remember Brian Hepner was Brian there too. Hepner. Yep. And I, um, Earl Hepner was there too. And I go, it's going to bite me. He goes, really? And I go, so, look at his body. Something is going on. But I would go, yay, I won. You know, and I go, it's going to bite me. Get ready. And he goes, what are you going to do? And I go, I'm not going to sell it. I'm not going to sell it. I can't drop this tarantula because when you drop a tarantula, it explodes like a light bulb. I had to learn it's this on like my own. You run over them, yeah. yeah. Or drop them, they explode. I didn't know this. So I'm like, okay, PETA. I don't need PETA on my ass, like, <laughs> like killing a freaking tarantula. But I felt- how, how do you find out a tarantula explodes when you drop it? Who's dropping tarantula? I, I had to Google it. They didn't tell me. I had to go research it on my own. How did anybody find out? Who's dropping tarantula? Oh, I know. I know. One of the thing about it, Lisa, is John grew up in West Texas. His best friend was a tarantula. That's all they have out there in West Texas. You can go down the highway at night sometimes in your lights you'll see this big black path crossing the highway and it's about a thousand tarantulas, right, John? Oh, that's true. That's yeah, right. yeah. John, what are those big bugs? Those big old giant, there's not the tarantula, there's another bug that's ginormous there. Oh, they also had the, well, they also had snakes would lay across oh, the mosquito. Warm. The mosquito, yes. Oh, they're terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. My God. Yeah, but um, when, I, when I went to school at Abilene Christian, everybody, you know, kids would come from all over the country and go to school there. And they go, This is the ugliest place in the world. I go, Man, this place is awesome. Then I left and I came back. And I go, This is the ugliest the place. Ugliest in the world. Place in the <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great when I grew up, hadn't seen it else. Exactly. Until you go back, right? But okay. I do, but but the tarantula thing, I felt like Jake the Snake with the snake. That's, I was, yeah. Yeah, I, really I love, enjoyed that. That I love gimmick, Jake the Snake. Uh, I love Jake the yeah. Snake to death, too. I, I really enjoyed that gimmick. And, you know, you you mentioned uh, uh, some of the talent. I, I thought uh, Impact or TNA were, was was loaded with talented ladies at that time. And, and you mentioned one that kind of gets in ODB. That, that girl had so much talent and so much charisma. I mean, wow. I, I enjoyed her work as much as I did anybody else. Yeah. Show and Briscoe, do you know she came to um, tryouts in WWE? I didn't um, know that. No. She had dreadlocks back in the day, and she didn't have boobs at the time. And she actually went up to uh, one of the guys, um, I, think it was, I think it was Triple H, and he goes, go to TNA. They're not they're not into your look right now. It's not, it's just, you know, the diva search just happened and stuff like that. So she ended up signing with, with um, TNA, which was the best thing ever. And um, my first, my first match, my first whole storyline was with ODB and we clicked right away. Her and I were like the big muscular girls, super tomboy. So we had that in common where 
we weren't the cover girl magazine kind of gals. So her and I um, hit it off. There was one time we were traveling um, because TNA didn't pay very, I mean, you know, they didn't pay their talent back then. I don't know what they do now, but we saw strip club, the truckers strip club sign on a billboard. And we look at each other and I go, man, I've always been curious what goes on in those trucker strip clubs. And she looks at me, she goes, you want to stop? You want to stop? And I go, yeah, we stop. Yeah, we stop. I took a picture in front of the stripper billboard and said TNA budget cuts. I thought that's why also I got released. But um, we went in, all the girls are sitting down, sitting down, nothing, nothing going on. And then of course, she still makes fun of me to this day. Um, she goes, and then you had to go offer them tickets um, for the show. And I go, well, we had to fill up those seats somehow. We need to have the family there, you know, bring your kids. Are you guys wrestling fans? I always brought my eight by tens everywhere too. So what were the girls doing? Sitting down. Um, there was no customers in there. And we walk in and we're like, oh, hi. Um, oh, what are you ladies doing here? And we're like, oh, we have a show down the street, that kind of thing. Oh, you're wrestlers. And they're like, I go, oh, are you guys fans of wrestling? Oh, our kids are. I go, would you like tickets? <laughs> so there were no customers in the trucker stripper club? Nope. Trucker stripper club. Yeah. What do the strippers look like? I don't like the godfather whole uh previous probably girls. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know. They it wasn't like family guy where they is like, you know, going to a strip club on a Sunday is like with a C sec where they have their C sections exposed. But, oh, uh, no, they weren't bad like that. They were they were good, they were not unattractive, you know, but it was you know, we're driving town to town, so it was during the day. So it was like eleven o'clock. Who's gonna people are so the morning morning shift was there. it was the morning crew. Yes, yes. So I asked if they so I asked if they had applications. You know, what am I yeah. gonna do? <laughs> I was at Mr. Bill's one time in Chicago, the only time I ever went there, of course. And it's yeah. not, yeah. not a strip club, by the and, way. And, and, and you were forced to go there. I was forced exactly. to go there. It's not a strip club, by the way, for anybody who doesn't know. But I was sitting there and I was, I was looking and I saw, why is that uh, TV showing a daylight scene? I go, John, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. We'd been there all night. I go, oh, my God. <laughs> so we, so we it, made it, it to the shift. We just 8 o'clock in the morning? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I'm oh my god. So there was a place in Memphis called Platinum Plus that we used to go to because that was the only place that stayed open after 11 o'clock. Remember Pl Platinum Plus? That was also a strip club that all of us boys would go to. It was never, bad never, when you go to a strip club. They had I'm good food there too. Liar, liar. <laughs> Jerry liked the wings. You know, I, I start like the, I like the food. wings. I like the food they do have good food though. They do have good yeah. food. Ask Mickey James. She loves their food there. Uh, but uh, uh, I, re I, I was like, man, they're like, hey, Victoria, you coming? Hey, Victoria, hey, nice seeing you. And I go, oh, this is bad when a strip club club knows your freaking name. Look at out, look at outside of my house here. Oh my god, what is? That's a storm. I know it. That's the reason I lost internet while ago. It was lightning. Oh my god. Uh, uh, and all those books sell that yeah. stuff. Mr. Oh, my Briscoe. wife's a school teacher, so oh. <laughs> if you get struck by lightning or something and you don't do it on the show, that's not nice. Yeah, I know. It's not I, nice. I try, I try, I'll work my, my schedule around that, John. That's scary, man. <laughs> that is really scary. But before we end this this episode, I do want to first... end this. Hey, no, 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 no. I'm still I, I still want to talk. About strip do... club food. I, yeah, strip club food. Um, I do want to do a shout out to Stephen Richards for being my, um, my, my sidekick back in the day, to have a girl, to have somebody 
that's a guy as a manager like he he would pet me up before he, he dresses wife. up nice doesn't he you remember yeah yeah you remember that <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah yeah How, we were the, who came up with crazy victoria fit fit finley he was the one that of made us all tough yeah, he was like, because uh, I trained, of course, Memphis style, which is more, you want to perform so the last row could see you. So all my moves were like, not subtle, not for TV. Mine was like, I'm going to get you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, he goes, wow, you really, you wrestle kind of crazy. And I go, well, I'm being aggressive. And so I got the crazy gimmick. That's how it happened was Fit Finley would have us grapple with him in the ring to find our niche. Like he would he grapple with jazz. He goes, oh yeah, you're a badass. You're freaking muscle. You're a muscle. And we're going to get you that kind of character. And Fit Finley, God, I remember going to a house show, live event, whatever they call it now. Um, One of my trees I, just blew over out there. Oh no, are you serious? I'm serious. I just saw it fall. Oh my God, it's scary. That is scary. I'm, I'm, I'm okay though. Okay. All right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's scary. I do, I do um, like with Fit Finley. God, man, he trained us. Wait, let me see the tree. What do you got? What do you got? A tornado in Tampa? I uh, some out there, man. It ain't pretty. That's for sure. That is scary. And I'm flying tomorrow. <laughs> well, not to Florida, right? No, North Carolina, Raleigh Galaxy Con. But yeah. But um, how, oh, many con, how many cons do you do a con almost every weekend? Not almost every weekend, once a month at least. Once a month at least, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, retired wrestler, what am I gonna do? I got, I got bills to pay. <laughs> and then John don't pay well on this podcast, he does it. <laughs> yeah, son of a bitch, son of a oh, bitch. <laughs> God damn it. Yet. Oh, I, I, love I, it. Used to, I used to, as Bruce Pritchard has a hat, I used to be over. Have you seen his hat? I used to be over. Yeah. I have it. Yeah. Jazz and I put it on and took a picture in that. I'll send hey, that I've to you too. Bruce, I've known Bruce Pritchard forever. He was never over. Yeah, yeah. He, he, <laughs> I, don't, I haven't known him forever. I've just known him for a long, very long time. He wasn't over. Too damn long? Too damn long. Way too long. <laughs> Way too long. We're, we're his only friends, Lisa. Yep. Jerry and I are all Bruce's only friends on the entire planet. Where is he working now? We don't know. We no. don't know. No, no I, I have no, I have no information. So I don't want to. I don't want to okay. set a rumor out there. Yeah, I yeah, assume, yeah, yeah. I, I assume. I John. Go ahead and start a rumor. Go ahead and start a rumor, John. I don't want to start. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying he's not working now? Is that what you're saying? I, I'm no, not yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's working at that trucker strip club that I, I, I passed by yeah, as a bartender. That'd be a, that'd be a hell of a place for him, I tell you that. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Oh, he said and I, he and I accidentally time. went into a strip joint one time to get a cold beer. And uh and I can't tell any more about Bruce or he'll get upset. <laughs> <laughs> To be continued when you have Bruce yeah. Pritchard on the show. You need to have him on your show. I know, but he's such a big shot. We, we, oh, you yeah. know, we, we've got, we got a request, and we all get to you when I can. Oh. Yeah. And we're or does he have friends. somebody else pick up his emails? Yeah, we're his only friends. I mean, he doesn't have any other friends. 
man. When he was in Bermuda, he he, he got on a scooter. There, there's a picture of yeah. him riding on the back with me. And the reason is he gets on the scooter. It was, it was two o'clock in the afternoon. He's had nothing to drink. And he drives right into a bush, right into a bush. And then he gets, he gets it back, kind of laughs a little bit, kind of gets it back. And there's a church right by the scooter shop there in, uh, in uh, Bermuda. And there's a wall around the church. And he drives next into, into the wall. And he runs in the wall. And the, the guy said, I've never turned down anybody. All I want is 83 bucks. And he goes, I can't let you ride a scooter. And Bruce is like, well, I just, I just had, I just had a bad experience. No, that's hilarious. You're you're, you're incompetent. So he got got on the back of the scooter with me for several days. Bad idea. Oh my God. (laughs) And I'm 300 pounds. He's, you know, 700 pounds and we're we're sweating all over each. It's hot. We're sweating all over each other. I mean, for the, and we go through town and he put his arms around me and he put his head on my shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. That's John, only- John and Bruce, John and John and Bruce was voted most couple, most lovely couple. Lovely couple. That's, right. That's, right. That's when you need to have OnlyFans, the OnlyFans site. No, Let me show me, you something. Me and Bruce would have to get OnlyFats. Only fats. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get like an OnlyFat site. Let me let me show you something since you mentioned Roddy Piper. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. You see what you've done, Jerry? I know. I've turned it. What have I turned this into? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come as you are. Show, you know. Wait, wait, come wait, on. Wait. <laughs> We're waiting, Lisa. You're not in. You're not in that wine again, are you? That's right. What are you back there drinking wine? Yeah. I see a little doggy there too. <laughs> What's your doggy's name? What's your dog's name? That's and I have another one, Lovey. Friday. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got it. I got it. Come on. All right. All right. I got this from Roddy Piper's memorial. Do you remember this? All right. Yeah. Roddy Piper soda, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I'm all out of bubble. That's great. The bubblegum flavor. Yeah. 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 Isn't that crazy? I don't know why okay. I had to get that. When you said Roddy Piper, I was like, I have something from his memorial. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. That's a good collector. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. I don't yeah. collect very much. I don't know how these people collect so much stuff. I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a hoarder. I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of books. Holy moly. Those books. For a person that can't read. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. <laughs> Holy moly. So Lisa, what, what, are, what are you up to now? Are you working at TNA? Are you like an agent or a producer? No. You know what? I would um, I would love to be an agent. Um, I, I, I don't need to be in the spotlight anymore. I don't need, I, I'd like to help newer talent, that kind of stuff. I would love to do that, but I've never been, you know. I think, you'd be, I think you'd be fantastic. You're, you're all you. so analytical when, when we're when, when, you. with your finishes and everything. And uh Everything had to be so and so uh, so good, and uh, I you. think you'd be a great coach or 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 producer down the line. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to have my own school. That's too much work. I've seen too yeah. much behind the scenes. But um, you know, we're doing our God TV show, Grown Ass Women TV. Um, Mickey James, SoCal Bow, and myself. We did it when COVID started. Um, hey, you want they they you know Mickey and Val were talking, and they're like, who else should we ask? Let's ask Lisa. She's 
crazy. And, um, and we started this show and it's been a little bit over two years already. And um, we, it was basically just us, it was basically us in pajamas, drinking wine and just like having discussion. Hey, do you remember this time? Or um, we would have like games, we play games and stuff like that. And um, now we're getting guests on our show and it's, it's, it's nice that when you go to a convention or like, I'm kind of insulted that you never even you ever asked us to do um, be a guest on your show. We're like, oh, well, we thought you were super extremely busy. You know, we, you know, it, it's nice that when people, because it's so relaxed and that's what about your show. It's not so, okay, I got this question. I have this question. I have this question, just like another podcast that we always do. And it's the same damn questions over and over again. And it's boring. You know, no one wants to tune into that when you have like chemistry, because we all work together. I think it's, it's, it's special. So I'd, you know. I'd sort of like John and I, when I wish I wish started during COVID just to kind of entertain ourselves. And then it just turned into where, Hey, you guys ought to do this, you know, on, on a podcast or something like that. So, yeah. Um, ODB and I, um, she's engaged. Okay. But um, before when we were dating, being single after my divorce and stuff like that, we were going to do a show on being on dating apps. We were, we were both on dating apps. Of course, no wrestling pictures, but that kind of stuff. But um, it was awful. We would have, it would, dating, when you're older, we are so, like, compromise is not a word. It's not in our dictionary anymore. Um, I'm, you know, it's either, like, if you don't like me like this, there's the door. I'm not, I'm not changing myself. I'm too old and too lazy to change. Do you know what I mean? And it was awful. But then, of course, we met somebody, you know, I have my boyfriend, David, and she has her fiance. And it's like, we can't do it anymore. <laughs> did, did, anybody, did, any, did anybody recognize you guys when you, when you went on the dating app? Even though you were trying to kayfabe everybody? Um, still got yeah. And, and when, if someone asked me what I did for a living, I said, I work comic cons, which is not a lie. So I can be, <laughs> I can be the door person. I can be the ticket girl, that kind of stuff. And then I found out, I went on one date and the guy was like, um, I have a confession, confession to make. And I go, yeah. And he goes, I actually knew who you were before the date. And I go, and then he goes, what's Ray Mysterio like? And I'm like, um, yeah, I, you know, I got to go. Um, I, I go, I have an appointment early in the morning. I'm like, going, I, this is, it was like a podcast. It was all wrestling questions. And I'm like going, oh my God, they don't want to know me. They don't know Victoria was a character. I am a completely different person than that character. It was, it was awful. It was I do. I do have a question about wrestling for a change here on on, on this show here. It's uh, wrestling you, thing. In, what in, is in, in the beginning, in the beginning of this podcast, whenever it was, and uh, whatever subject we we're on, you said you could do Ray Mysterio and Rob Van Dam. Did you ever have a match where you you could do that and 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 be that, that play that role? I did the moon salt. I did the moon salt, and then um, you know. Come to found, you know, like, you know, Lita did the moonsault and um, that was an easier move for me to do. But once I started doing these matches and starting to fly, no, thank you. I'll be the, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll catch your ass. I'll be the base and make sure you don't land on your head and that kind of stuff. Cause the risk of being a high flyer and having that trust in the person that you're wrestling, that's the key right there, right? It's like, okay, I got you. I got you. Um, I remember I had a cage match with Mickey James 
I also had Lita and I were the first ones in WWE, but then I had a cage match with Nikki and I hyperextend my arm. And now, which uh, match was that you went up and did a moonsault from the top of the cage? I, I just, no, I did the Fez. You did a dive, you did a dive or something. No, Fez press. I mean, I mean, I mean um, the, the Lou Fez, that was right. it. That's it. That's and right. then Mickey, when I had the, she did the Fez on me. And um, I I hurt my arm and it hyperextended it. And she kept on trying, let's just, let me just roll you up. I go, get the F away from me. I go, we're in a cage match. No, we're not finishing it like this. And then she got, she went to the top and you can see me just on camera go like this because I hurt my arm that to let her know I'm catching you I'm catching you I'm catching I got you we finished it the lights went dark then I started crying I was like <laughs> I was like people, people, people don't know being a catcher is as bad as being a, a giver <laughs> yes yeah yeah, yeah. But this, I know in my experience, I know in my experiences of doing the moonsault off the yeah. top rope. <laughs> you know, you're talking about being the base earlier when you're catching people. I, I was the base for like Eddie jumps Your entire off the career lands on me. Hardy boys jump over the ropes, they land on you know, they're going, those guys are really awesome. Go, wait a minute. Morocco and I are the ones catching these guys, okay? <laughs> so yeah. Like, Come on. Yeah, and they're like, and, hey, and it's you, a huge responsibility because it, if they're awful about you, I mean, you got to be there. You got to, you got to take care of them because you'd rather hurt yourself than the other person yeah, getting hurt trust, because that they're trust. trusting you. They're trusting you to that yeah. they're going to be okay. And that's yeah, a, that's a big responsibility. Yeah, there was a girl um, in TNA that was lucha style, um, Sarita Sarah Stock is her name, and when she was like, "Oh, I do lucha," and I go, "Oh no." Oh no. Oh, that's all up in the air. I'm going to be so blown up at the end of the match. I'm like, like, yeah, I was scared to do Lucha matches with people because I'm like, and also they work on the opposite side. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No way. I couldn't do it. I'll be honest with you. Couldn't do it. Yeah, she, you know, she's a, she was in, I don't know if she, uh, she wasn't there when you were there. Well, yeah, was, Sarah Stock was a trainer. Yeah. She was great. Oh, she's great. And I uh, follow her on uh, Twitter or something. She's like drives around in her van everywhere. With her. It's just, she, 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 she converted her she van. Like she really, she was, seems really cool. I know yeah. her fairly well, but not that well. But, yeah, um, she converted her van into like basically a traveling tiny yeah, home. It looks, it looks awesome. And with her cat, with her cat. Yeah. And just travels everywhere. I think she's back in Canada because of Visa, I think. But I don't know. Yeah. She's a nice girl. Nice, nice girl. There's, you know, Tommy Dreamer always told me, I just name drop right there. Or, <laughs> let me pick it up. He always said, you're lucky to have five friends that you can count on your hand in this business. You know, if you have five friends, you're lucky. And so I think, you know, kindness goes a long way in our business too, you know, and being easy to work with, you know, that you make more friends, you know what I mean? And I'm, I, I, I'm so thankful, like, oh, I'm gonna get, to, I'm gonna cry. I'm lucky like you guys are still wanting to interview me and because I consider you guys family because we've been on the road together for so long and just, um, you know, you spend more time together with wrestlers than we do with our own family. This is why probably most marriages don't work, but um, it's, you're with each other and you have to get along and have that stable, good connection with friends and um, make your job enjoyable. So. You know, I, I just hate when people are in the business and miserable. When I hear that, I'm like, you're, 
Why are you You're in, in the wrong bed? Just get off. Get out. Get out. If you don't love it, get out. You know, we don't need you that much, right? Right. <laughs> Amazon is hiring. <laughs> and that trucker, that trucker strip club. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> What's your address for that club? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's on LinkedIn. It's on LinkedIn. <laughs> Well, well, Lisa, this has been a blast. No, I, I love you both so much and so happy that you guys are still part of my life. Good game, by the way. Good game. And, um, you know, next time I see you, uh, Briscoe, I'm going to pick okay, my nose. Wait, wait a I'm going to pick my nose so I, deep. I feel left out. What, what's this good game? Now, you guys are sending these cryptic texts back and forth. And I, I wonder, what are they talking about? I'm left out of the circle. What did I miss? Let the baseball that? players go. Bet good game. They pat each other on the butt. But that doesn't happen anymore because HR. That's you right. Know, but, yes. It's the old good game pat. You're, you know, good game okay. pat. On the butt. On the butt. You can't do well, good like game. That, so. Good game. I'm enjoying the heck out of this. Good yeah. game. <laughs> so, Brooke, so next time um, I... You. I'm gonna pick my nose and pick out a real do a doozy oh, for you. <laughs> please, please, and I'll give you a big hug. I'll give you a big hug as I'm throwing up on you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love you guys. I really love you, honestly. Thank when you is this coming you. out? When is this coming out? Thursday, we hope. If, if my if my technician guy, uh, if my technology guy is working on Thursday, you know, I got trouble getting him off golf courses. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. But I'm serious about being tournaments with the the wrestling. Uh, I, I want to be in, um, you know, the charity tournaments. By the way, I'd love for you to absolutely. You have an open invitation to anything I okay. ever do. Tag me on your post. I love you guys so much.